slouch and listen to couched hello everyone and welcome back to couched i'm your host georgia knight and for this episode i'll be flying solo so i won't be having any guests or anything but that's just because i mean i should have done that for the first episode probably so you guys can kind of get to know me better and um just talk about a bit of what i've done and blah 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 so for this episode i'm going to be continuing the topic of starting out in the music industry because i believe it's one of the hardest things to do you know especially as a young person with no connections and you're kind of like you know i have this dream i have this goal i have this ability but I don't know where to start or who to connect with or whatever. So maybe hearing some of my story or hearing some of my experiences will help you relate and then you'll be able to start making moves in the industry and start pursuing your goals now. So let's do it. Before I start this episode, I also want to give a massive shout out to my mum or as I call her, my mummager, because without her, these amazing opportunities would have never been possible. And to everyone listening, I want you to take a moment to thank the people who are closest to you that support you the most. Maybe it's your parents, your friends. They endlessly love and support you. Um, and just thank them because it's way too easy to take these people for granted. And um, they're the people who we should really be cherishing the most. So I'll give you a second cool now that you've thanked those people also tell them you love them uh we're gonna move on (laughs) so let's actually get started um the beginning (laughs) so it's really weird for me to reminisce on um just my life (laughs) and I don't know why this is so funny to me because I kind of uh script out each episode just so that I can follow a narrative and um I don't trail off you bet you best believe I still trail off but anyway uh let's get started (laughs) this is so funny to me all right so how did I get into music um well I used to sing the lyrics to the Dr Seuss books I would put those bad boys on a music stand And I would sing my pitchy heart out. Rest in peace to my family's eardrums. Uh, That's where it all began. Now, (laughs) after my debut show in my bedroom, singing to a crowd of stuffed animals, I started to rhyme words. I was like, damn girl, this is some profound lyrical ability. Um, uh, But that's where I started. Uh, Now, let me tell you about one of the first songs I wrote. I'll set the scene. Uh... It was an overcast afternoon. I was feeling more delusional than normal. (laughs) And uh, I thought, while we're on this nice afternoon stroll with my family, I'm going to whip out my six songwriting skills and create the next top hit in Australia. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, The song was called Love Life, Live Life. Yep. The inspiration behind the song was the bright pink text on my mum's shirt. Uh, It read love life live life (laughs) so apparently that's all the inspiration i needed um and okay so i don't have the lyrics to the song that i wrote when i was nine nine or ten but the song went some (laughs) 
<laughs> it went something like this. I don't know. So it's like, love, life, live, life is what they say. It helps them get through the next days. Anyway, so I wrote that song. That was like one of the first songs I wrote or that I recall writing. Uh, let's jump ahead. Uh, so if we jump ahead to when I was in year seven, my confidence in my songwriting ability was apparently through the year seven school blocks roof. Uh, it was creative writing time and they gave us the topic of bullying. And look, I was always bullied in school. Uh, so the inspiration was flooding the dams of my creativity. The teachers said to write a story. And of course, all I heard was write a song. So in 15 minutes, I had written a song about bullying that I rehearsed in my head because of course I couldn't sing it out loud. It was dead silent in the classroom. Um, and then I sung it in front of the whole class, which was, it was a conjoined class of like 50 kids. And keep in mind, I was like a little nervous Nelly. So, so I sung my little song in front of this class and I sung it twice because I remember <clears throat> a big portion of the class had gone outside to talk about something. It was a lot of the boys. So I was like, oh, thank God the boys have gone and left the room. <laughs> Well, I'm singing this song and then they all came back inside and then they're like, oh, sing it again. So mm, you best believe I sung it twice, uh, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know how I did it, to be honest, because I was such a nervous kid and I never did anything like that. But I suppose music is always a place that I've been really comfortable in. So I had no problem. Anyway, enough rambling. Um, the teachers really liked it. Um, and then they asked me to actually perform that song in front of the school uh which was about like 800 kids and teachers or more at the time uh yeah so that was <laughs> I still can't believe I did that either but again singing is like a place I feel most uh at home so I suppose I was comfortable uh from then on I took so many opportunities before I left primary school I did the school talent shows I did choir I played instruments I played like clarinet and violin <laughs> keep in mind it was not good uh I didn't play it well, but um, actually, I don't know. I was pretty like good at playing Silent Night. I was like, eh, 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 or have the violin sounds. <laughs> but I love that song. I love playing that song on the violin. I thought it was pretty good. I like showed off my skills to my grandparents all the time. When I was a bit younger, I also had a solo in a group piece that was performed uh, in front of the school again about bullying. Now, I didn't really realize till now or writing this script that bullying was one of the things that I sung and wrote and performed most in my primary school. <laughs> so, you know, you write stuff, you write and perform stuff about life experiences. So you can never really escape them. Uh, I forgot to mention, I also took vocal. I forgot to mention, I also took vocal lessons. I can't remember his name or what he had done in his career because I was pretty young at the time, so mum reached out to him and organised it and whatever. Um, I just remember not loving it. Uh, it had a lot to do with the connection of the teacher, with me and the teacher, or lack thereof. Uh, it was nothing to do with his skill level, uh, but sometimes you just don't click with a vocal coach, and that is very important. Uh, that's why, you know, now when I have um, a new student or client come in, we sit down and we get to know each other and have a chat, about your goals, uh, experience, what you want to work on. And yeah, just really get to know each other before we like dive into any like heavy teaching or, <laughs> you know. 
and progress from there. So I do believe it is important to have an actual connection so that you feel comfortable getting out of your comfort zone with them. So I didn't really click with my first vocal coach. However, I did click with my second vocal coach in high school. She actually ended up doing my makeup for formal. Her name is Enya Angel. Um, definitely check her out on Instagram. She's always doing something amazing, like always performing or doing shows or she, I know she's like, she does acting too. She honestly, she does so much. She's like a triple threat. She dances too. She's crazy. She's so good. Um, so she's amazing. And then, and you taught me at Tiffany Wood private vocal coaching. Now, Tiffany was in the girl group Bardot. They were famous for songs such as Poison and These Days. Also, that girl group is what catapulted Sophie Monk into stardom as well. So yeah, they were in that girl group together. But yeah, so I went there for vocal coaching and Enya taught, Enya taught me. Um, and from there, I actually helped out at Tiffany's Pop Star Kids workshop, which was amazing. Um, that really helped me gain confidence in teaching and like, as well as just experience. I did this about, oh, when was it? It was about four or five years ago. It was when I first started my vocal business. Um, I also started teaching beginner vocals at Tiffany's studios at one of her locations. Um, yeah, so I think it's really funny how things come full circle. Like I was a student with her and then I helped out at one of her workshops and then I taught for her and it really just came full circle. Yeah, so it was crazy to come back and teach, but I think it's really cool. She gave me a great opportunity to get in amongst it all. Um, I think it's amazing how we can manifest what we want in life. I do believe in manifestation, but I also believe you know, you need to put in the work toward what you're manifesting. For example, like I started my business in 2018 without the knowledge of like how successful it might become in five years. And, you know, I'm incredibly proud of myself for taking just a thought and idea and to be honest, a dream uh, and turning it into something really quite amazing. Like we just have this community and I love it. And, you know, you can be your absolutely weird unhinged self <laughs> in our studio and I love it and I have so many more ideas for this business and ways to help young artists create a sustainable career in music so I'm going to talk about songwriting achievements um songwriting is my favorite thing to do it's the place where I find most joy I just love it like I just ugh, I wish I could live in a constant state of songwriting <laughs> Like just always songwriting. It's just uh, creativity flows. It just feels right. And it's just, I can't explain it. If you're a songwriter, you know. So I'll tell you about some of my achievements, I guess. Um, my songs have been top 10 and top 30 in the ASA and APRA Songwriting Awards. My song Blind or Fragile, I can't remember. It was top five in the Tamworth Country Music Awards. I also busked at Tamworth Country Music Festival. My songs received radio play and I've also done a radio interview for a station in Melbourne. I can't really remember what that was for. I've also done many Estedfords uh, in high school. So once I came third in musical theatre, in a musical theatre category, which made no sense to me because if you know me, you know I do not sing musical theatre. So I came third in that category and in the same category was Sheldon Riley. Now 
Sheldon won first place and he he later appeared on The Voice on two separate occasions. I think he came back as an all-star. He's such a cool dude and oh my god, he's so talented. So if I can sing musical theatre and come third against that much talent, y'all can literally do anything because I never sing theatre. I also took part in the Green Room project, which also included theatre. Um, I don't know how... <laughs> I ran into so much theatre at this point um, in high school, but, and also dance. The Green Room Project also included dance. So I was theatering and dancering, and I know they aren't words, but that's what I was doing. Um, I was not in my element. I did meet some amazing people, though. Uh, we were all mentored by Susie Mathers from the musical Wicked, um, and not too long before that, I went to see the musical Wicked with her in it, uh, with my best friend and the school. And I thought that was pretty crazy. I was like, imagine meeting her. And then I got mentored by her. So again, anything can happen. Just manifest and also work hard. So it was an amazing experience. I also auditioned for my busking license. You do have to audition for that, I believe. Um, I don't think they'll give any old person a busking license. I mean, you know, Probably, but <laughs> it's not that hard. So I got my busking license for Broad Beach and I actually got my first $50 tip, which was amazing. Like someone, I just couldn't fathom that. Like that seemed like a lot of money to give someone. Like at the time when you're young, you're like, holy. Uh, there were also some weird things that happened to me um, while I was busking on the street. Um, as I kind of addressed this in the first episode with Jess, um, you know, make sure your parents are there. Because, you know, you are out on the street <laughs> singing to random people. So, you know, just make sure you're in a safe place. You've got someone around. So some weird things did happen to me. Uh, I was just singing, singing my little heart out. And then someone got arrested right next to me. And I just sang my way through it. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to stop and, like, bring attention to the arrest. Uh, but also everyone was looking anyway so really I was just accompanying accompanying this moment with my amazing vocals I gave a soundtrack to this person's arrest anyway I don't know it was really funny so I sung through that and one person <laughs> one man also told me that I ruined his breakfast, like my singing ruined his breakfast. I just think his breakfast was ruined by the residual saltiness of his attitude. So uh, yeah, not my problem. Uh, I've also been told to shut up. So I've really heard a lot of negative things. And let me tell you, you're always gonna hear negative things. There's always gonna be a bully. There's always gonna be someone who is jealous that is telling you, you can't do something that you are actually really good at so just don't listen to those people they're not they're not worth it at all because is it really going to make you stop doing what you love no absolutely not on the flip side there are really amazing things that happen um so I received a lot of positive feedback and compliments and people wrote compliments their phone numbers their snapchats uh song suggestions on napkins and would leave them in my guitar case as well as just leaving me like change and stuff like you can make really good money from busking as well so definitely do that it's tough work and it but it gives you like a stronger work ethic and you know I did love it but it is quite exhausting you've got to haul all your equipment out there you've got to 
you got to have a set list. You're battling the elements. So like if it rains, if it is really windy, like countless times my stuff blew over and it was really annoying. Like you do get a bit frustrated, um, you know, and then you have to deal with the public. And But in retrospect, it was really fun and it definitely was worth it, 100%. I want to touch on jobs in the industry. Now, I've always had music as one of my jobs, always done music as one of my jobs. Uh, even in high school, I think I spoke about a bit before earlier, um, I got paid to sing at venues. Um, this is known as gigging. Again, it's extremely fun, but it's also exhausting when you have to play guitar and sing for three hours, especially if you're not used to it. So I would start out with smaller gigs, maybe like two hour gigs, um, or like just rehearse a lot and build up your stamina because it really is a thing. It does take a toll on you, so just make sure you're staying hydrated, hydrated, or warming up adequately and getting plenty of rest. Um, if you don't look after yourself, you can burn out. And this is just in general. So please look after yourself. And yes, I need to take my own advice. I, I don't do that sometimes, but I think we all face a bit of burnout here and there. So apart from gigging in high school and getting paid for it, I still do it now. Uh, my other job would be in my business. So GKVC, so teaching, mentoring, all that stuff. Uh, but my business means so much more to me than just teaching a class. Uh, it's a career these kids are carving out for themselves. And I'm just so lucky and blessed to be a part of everyone's journey or, you know, their journey. Um, I just think it's cool. You just see these little people grow into these amazing adults and humans and, you know, and they're also talented. Oh my God. All these people who walk in my door. Also, it's not just like young kids who come to me. It's like adults too. You know, you're never, never too young, too old to start doing what you love. Who cares? Take a passion and run with it. People want to get into music for so many different reasons and they're all valid. There is no silly or stupid reason to love, learn or pursue a career in music. And one of my favorite things that we offer is our songwriting workshops and courses. They both have amazing benefits for our artists, for anyone, honestly. The songwriters workshop is more catered to beginners and intermediate level. Um, but honestly, anyone can do it. And we also actually teach it privately. So if you don't wanna be in a group, uh, you can straight up just do it, do it privately. So we also offer our songwriting course, which is more catered for intermediate, intermediate, intermediate uh, and more experienced artists. So the songwriters workshop is so cool. It actually, it actually boggles my mind that I can give you guys this opportunity. Um, I just think it's so cool. Like I didn't, I don't think I, there was anything like this when I was younger, not for songwriting. Like, yeah, I did amazing things, but I didn't personally see this type of workshop or opportunity when I was younger this would have been sick I would have done this when I was younger so okay the workshop is four days long with the fourth day being the recording day so you just record on that day so we have a very short window to write your song and you're probably wondering how we get such a polished product in such a short window of time uh the answer is simple execution is a little bit tricky yeah so we don't make our beats from scratch they're pre-made we buy them get the licensing yeah 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 which can get a bit expensive but it's 100 percent worth it as we need it to release to spotify 
we timestamp the beat, we establish the song's basic structure, we then write down the mood or the vibe for the song and all of the emotions, memories that come to mind when listening to your chosen beat. From there, we'll slowly build the story and talk about important factors to include in different sections of the song. Uh, a few private writing and melody sessions later and we've written a song. And then on the fourth day, we record it. Two weeks later, it's on Spotify. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that, but it gives you a basic idea of how we do it. Um, we also have our private photo shoots, which make the perfect cover for your song. And the, honestly, the photo shoots are so fun. And I always say to everyone, I feel like I have way more fun at these workshops than the kids um, or whoever's doing it. I genuinely, because I love songwriting so much and you can tell when we're in a writing session, I'm like, yes, this is so good. Um, yeah, I really, I just love it. When we get in a good groove and we're writing the song and like sometimes we finish the song in a two hour session and it's done. It's so fun in writing sessions. You can tell I talk about it too much. Okay, so we have our photo shoots, blah, blah, blah. We also do, you know, like your makeup and all that if you want to add that on. Um, and we also have a new merch add-on so merchandise basically you can design your own merchandise for the release of your new single so you'll design your shirt or you'll basically tell me what you want i'll help with the design and you'll give me reference photos um and then we'll make it come to life once the shirt's alive you're gonna wear it and we're gonna model it you're gonna model it and then we put it on our website and then you obviously get to keep your shirt and then we sell it on our website now every shirt that is sold you get five dollars from no catch just if a shirt sells you get five bucks the artist does so yeah you're supporting your favorite artists when you buy their merchandise which is really cool and again it's another way to make music to to make money in the music industry um merchandise we also have our add-on which is our artist profile and you'll find that our artist profile is an add-on with a lot of things that we do so for example for our songwriting workshop, our songwriting course, as well as our, what's it called? Our studio experience. Um, it's just, if you don't have any profiles, um, for example, social media profiles, Spotify profiles, um, or anything like that, or you're not signed up with APRA or blah, 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 we will help with that. So we'll have a meeting, we'll gather all the necessary information and we'll help you build those social media platforms will tell you about how to use Spotify or get registered and then we'll talk about how to get registered with APRA which means you can make money. APRA is a music rights association and they help you get paid for your original music so yeah uh, it's it's really really cool again it's another way to make money so the endless ways to make money in the music industry. So we also have our songwriting course which spans over seven weeks with a different class being taught each week. Uh, there are weekly private songwriting classes, photo shoots are included. You'll write and record a demo of your original song that you'll write from scratch using, you know, an instrument of your choice, um, whichever you'd prefer. And then we also have a guest speaker come in and talk to you about APRA AMCOS, which again is, as I described earlier, a music rights association, which helps artists get paid for their original works, original works works why am i saying that we okay you'll also spend two hours in a private recording studio session tracking instruments and vocals for your original song two hours seems like a long time but when you're in a recording studio 
time gets away from you so quickly. So it will teach you how to make the most of your session, which is so incredibly important. But you'll learn all about that in the course. The course is actually coming back to GKVC in term two. So if you're interested in having your own original song, but having created the arrangement, uh, the musical arrangement, as well as the lyrics and learning a plethora of other things, then you're, you trust me, you won't want to miss this. It's all right. So enough of me talking about that. Uh, let's touch on finding opportunities. Um, this is by far one of the most important things. So how do you find opportunities? Where do you look? Do you just sit there and wait for them to smack you across the face or do you hunt them down? It's a bit of both. Um, starting from the absolute beginning can seem daunting and for good reason. Where do you even start when you have not the slightest clue? There's no right or wrong way. And the good news is there's actually many ways. So I suggest studying music in school and taking every performance opportunity. You might think it's boring or it sucks, uh, but this is where you take the time to learn and grow write songs, play an instrument, sing a song you've always wanted to sing, even if it seems like a fail um, or if it seems like you're failing at something, just know you're never failing. Uh, you're putting in the time to practice, to learn new things, listen to your voice and its limits, um, make a list of things you'd like to work on, maybe consider getting vocal coaching or oh, sorry, coaching for like an instrument or your vocals or just whatever you want. So when I was in high school, I studied music, um, of course. It was a no-brainer for me because I did it in primary school and I honestly, I just loved it. I always gravitated towards it. So I studied music in high school and while I'm not amazing at music theory, I never, it just like my brain, <laughs> my brain hates musical math. But even though I didn't understand it well, I put in the effort to try to understand it. And I also, it never stopped me from either learning an instrument or learning how to sing something or learn, you know, like if there was an obstacle, I would always try my best to overcome it. Um, oh my God. Sorry for the bird if you heard that. But yeah, I studied music in school and I took a lot of opportunities. Uh, so obviously you have to perform for some assignments in school so once I performed they're like damn you're kind of good so I they asked me to do other things like other performances like I would sing at um like arts nights or um just any like other event they had going on at the school I would sing at I did it all again I sang in front of the whole school in year 12 apparently I liked doing that even though I was like the most shy person <laughs> so yeah took a lot of opportunities at school um and took a lot of like not only opportunities to perform, but opportunities to learn. The reason I say you should take every opportunity to perform in high school is because it is such a valuable experience. You learn about uh, stagecraft, so you know how to handle microphones, kind of learn a bit about being on stage, so handling nerves, um, how to engage with your audience, um, how to engage with like your band members if you're performing with uh, the band. Also, how to give this like sound engineers feedback on what you're hearing through the what's it called the foldback speakers. Uh, so saying, you know, this is too loud. Could you adjust this level? Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's just super important to have that 
experience so later on in life you can be like cool I've already done this and most times you'll look back and regret not taking certain opportunities even if you're really scared and you're like damn I don't know how this is going to turn out are people going to judge me that's one of the biggest things that's one of the biggest things I hear I'm scared someone's going to judge me who cares I know you care like at the time but like when you look back you'll be like I don't even talk to blah anymore I don't even know what they're doing so like who cares if that one person judges you you'll be out of school soon just just go for it go for your life okay so say you've just left school and you're like well I have no one offering me any performance opportunities anymore and I feel like I'm right back at the beginning at the start what do I do uh again you can study uh this isn't a necessity but you could go to university or you could go to TAFE again you'll get a lot of opportunities handed to you to perform as a as it is part of a lot of assessments um and you'll also make a lot of connections you'll meet a lot of people um you'll get a lot of experience um maybe learning a new instrument learning about sound engineering a little bit like mixing levels and whatever you'll learn something new every day honestly if you go if you study music i know all of this stuff from first-hand experience when i was studying my diploma we did we studied live sound music theory uh stagecraft songwriting as well like how to use um a door which is a digital audio workstation so i studied in 2020 which was of course the year of covid and it was weird to do schooling or like learning online when like the rest of the world was also doing it given school kids I, just, I don't know i found it so weird it was it was really isolating like i can't imagine um having been in lockdown as long as melbourne was it made learning a bit more difficult because I definitely felt like a disconnect between um the teachers kind of just because it it was hard to ask questions and get that one-on-one -on -one time and I'm pretty sure everyone at that time probably felt a similar thing so especially with the subject workplace health and safety it um it wasn't good because our teacher had a heart attack from what I know I think he's okay I hope so um and they changed the curriculum, they changed the assignment um, at the end, like there was a completely different assignment and I was like, I'm not doing that one, I'm just doing the original one they gave us, so lucky that was okay, but it was, um, that was a weird year and it really feels like a fever dream, so that was fun. So it was spoken about the option of studying, now it's not for everyone, I know a lot of people are like, I hate school, I hate learning, I don't want to do that, so... <laughs> you don't have to do that um but what I do suggest everyone do is set up set up your social media platforms setting up your social media platforms is really important because perspective agencies venues or clients may want to book you for an event so you're going to want to think of photos like posting photos videos a compelling bio and attaching you know either your Spotify or SoundCloud to these platforms so these people can hear uh, your music and your vibe. Now when you're setting up your social media platforms it's important that it's clean easy to read and you know if someone clicks on your page they can kind of get a sense of your vibe and what you're about straight away. You want to have a profile that's easy to read everything's easy to access and you're not making it difficult for yourself or perspective 
clients or fans. You want them to have a pretty good snapshot of you once they're on your page for at least like five minutes. They'll be like, oh, this is kind of their vibe. This is what their music's like. Um, yeah. Now, once you've set up your social media profiles and let's say you start getting into gigging, there's a lot that you need to consider um, and a lot of things you need to have ready. So, one of the biggest things is your set list. You need to have enough material for, for at least a three-hour set, like a consistent three hours. With a set list this long, you can play gigs that are at least four hours long because remember in these gigs you will be taking breaks. You want more than enough songs so you don't run out of songs or there's no fear of running out of songs because trust me it's scary when you have to when you're getting to the end of your gig and you're like am I gonna have to like recycle a song am I gonna have to play it again because everyone will notice <laughs> um and it's not always necessarily a bad thing the other night I did a gig and I ended the set with a song that I performed in the beginning um and it was actually a hit so everyone was dancing and it was a super fun song it was stuck in the middle by Steeler's Wheel um and yeah, this like this little girl and her mum were dancing around and we got lots of cheers at the end and it was it was so fun. So so fun. So just making sure that you have more than enough songs. So with your set list, you wanna consider your client or your venue or wherever you're playing. Um, it's really important to have a set list that covers a wide range of genres and a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Like you can still play some of your favorite songs that are maybe a bit more abstract. Uh, yeah, just mixing it in there with like songs that everyone knows, some classics. But for the love of God, do not play Valerie. I'm sick of hearing that song at gigs. You'll also need to think of equipment. So do you play guitar? There, is there two of you? Do you have a PA? Do you, do you have uh, microphone stands? Do you have a microphone? Do you have all the leads? And then on top of that, making sure you bring all the necessary equipment to each gig, because trust me, I've been to many gigs and I've forgotten something and I've had to ask someone else if they have it. And luckily I've never gone without, like someone's always saved my butt, but like, just make sure you cover yourself. So bring an extra lead, bring an extra microphone. Yeah. Invest money into your equipment and invest time as well. So making a checklist and making sure you tick it off, like every single little thing, like even a microphone clip, um, everything. Now don't get me wrong, it can get a little bit expensive getting all the necessary equipment to be able to gig, but once you have that and once you invest in good equipment, you will have it for a long time. Also take care of it. Don't bunch your leads up weird. Make sure you roll them nicely and make sure you're not kicking around your guitar and like, you know, do maintenance on your guitar and look after your stuff because you want it to last you a long time and it will last you if you look after it. So once you have your equipment, once you have your set list, you want to think about rates. So what are you going to charge people to for you to perform? I always struggle with this because you don't want to sell yourself short. Remember, you've put a lot of time, money, energy into your set list and into your set set up um so you want to make sure that you're charging an adequate amount but not being excessive so if you are newer to the gigging scene you're probably going to charge a bit less because you don't have that experience again not selling yourself 
short. I can't really give a number. I can only go off of my personal experience. So for example, I... When I did gigs when I was in high school, I was doing like a two hour gig. I did a two hour gig at like a really fancy restaurant and they would give you dinner, drinks, whatever. And they gave me like 60 bucks for two hours. Now, when you're a professional, so I did gigs that paid me $60. I did gigs that paid me 150 Now, keep in mind, I did a lot of these gigs with my boyfriend at the time. So we would have that money. So when you look at it that way, it's like, it's not really a lot of money, but I also know it is a lot of money compared to what other people, other jobs that other kids had at the time. So a lot of people may have worked at McDonald's. Um, I don't really know what you get paid there. I just know it wasn't that much. I actually, I have no idea, but I was making decent money when I would do it myself. And like, if I had two gigs in a weekend and say both of them paid 150 each, that's like $300. I remember one time I made 500 in one weekend from three gigs. So, and I think I was in high school or just got out of high school then. And that's like great money for like, what, 10, 10 hours work. So gigs are definitely a good way to make money and it's they're very sustainable too but you do it's a lot of work it's a lot of work now if we go back to talking about like how much you should charge it really is a very personal thing like I could give you like a ballpark number um but at the end of the day it really is what you want to charge whether the venue wants to hire you like they um if they like your vibe, they really, they will hire you. So yeah, but if you have any questions about what you should charge, just ask. Tell me about your situation and we can chat back and forth and I can try help with any questions you have. So you have your social media accounts all ready to go. You've got your set list. You've set your rates. You've got your equipment. You've put in all the hard work, but how do you actually get a gig. Uh, This is one of the hardest parts. (laughs) Despite all of the other things you just had to do, this is one of the hardest things. So you can always pitch yourself to an agency. You can approach venues. A lot of the time approaching venues is a good one. Uh, Maybe walking in, like in person, ask for the manager, have a chat to them because it really does set the bar you really do make a good first impression but don't get me wrong like you can email phone call it's just probably walking in in person is a bit more impactful they're gonna remember you make sure you have your portfolio so you have things together you have your set list there you have artists photos um you have a description of yourself your vibe maybe what you've done. Also keep in mind busking is a really good place to start, you know, practicing and getting that experience, especially if you aren't able to get paid gigs yet. Busking is a real good one. You do have to pay for the license. I believe mine was like 80 or $90, but again, it's an investment. It's worth it. Like you will make that money back. Also, I like to say busking is very good for character building (laughs) because with all the things that I've gone through, it definitely makes you resilient in a lot of different situations. And it teaches you how to deal with a lot of people and things they may say to you or yeah, just in general. But coming back to agencies, I was with one in high school. Um, I got in touch with them through my school actually. So my music teacher 
knew another music teacher who who ran this like agency for like young artists and um they would send them out to places and you know you would get paid for gigs and all that so I went through them and I was with them for a really long time and I also did gigs with my boyfriend through them as well so I did gigs by myself and as a duo and then I just left because I I don't know didn't want to do it anymore and then now I'm with a new agency they approached me I don't know how long ago it would have been at least maybe three or four years ago and I've just been with them randomly since and um they just give me gigs being with an agency they do take a cut of um your pay as well so you're also sacrificing a bit there you know they also do a lot for you they they're getting you actual gigs so <laughs> um they're doing one of the hardest parts for you yeah you kind of have to hustle a bit there are many different ways you can get paid but in each job you choose in the industry that does require a bit of a hustle just know it's gonna take an effort and if you're not committed well i don't know <laughs> now when it comes to releasing or writing music, if you already write music, that's awesome. If you find it a little harder, you can collaborate. Through collaboration, you're exposing yourself to either person's fan base um, and through more collaborations. Like even really famous people still do it to, you know, keep their name out there and you know reaching new people so definitely collaborate um, especially if you're more of a lyricist and you don't really make music it's a really good way to connect with people now when you're looking for a recording studio if you are looking for a recording studio do your research um, not just on the prices but on the people I've worked with some really weird people I just suggest that you do your research it's really important to work with people who I don't know have the same morals as you or you have a good feeling about because I've just worked with some creepers and ugh, yeah it's not good I love the people I work with now so if you're on the Gold Coast go to Big Note Productions in Burley Ugh, the best people the best people ever I love them on that note, always do your research, um, especially when collaborating with people. Even if you're buying equipment, just doing your research is so important. Also, when you're releasing music, how do you get it out there to people? How do you get people to listen? How do you build a fan base? That's kind of a whole other thing in itself. I might do another like podcast just about that, but um, that's when we'd talk about like press release. Pre press release kits but if you have any questions about that now feel free to email me email me about anything um i'm here to help and that's why i've made this podcast as well so i can help all of you guys and give you lots of just helpful tips in another podcast i'd also like to talk about record labels and being signed to labels now i know next to nothing <laughs> about record labels but i would love to learn more myself so we're going to get people on who have been signed to a label and they're doing amazing things and whatever so we'll get we'll get those people on and we'll get talking about that because I can imagine that'd be very interesting for everyone 
to learn about as well. If you got to the end of this podcast, I want to give you a trophy because this was a long one. Now, there will be a few more episodes where I fly solo. I don't know when. They'll just be scattered, but I will have a lot more guests on and we're going to have a lot more episodes covering a lot more other things, a lot more other things, a lot of things. Ugh, I've lost my mind. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Couched and we'll see you next time. You better slouch and listen to Couched.